This is the Riches from the Pages radio broadcast with evangelist Adam Borden, brought to you by Wahoo Baptist Church in Murrayville, Georgia. We invite you to join us for this time of mining the unsearchable riches of God's Word. And now, evangelist Adam Borden. Pray for me this morning, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. We can stand if you'd like to reverence the reading of God's Word. Uh, I believe that's scriptural. Uh, it's not an absolute and it's not a necessity. It's not a, something we're bound and commanded to do, but there's plenty of biblical examples. Book of Nehemiah, when he stood and they stood and read from the law, the people stood while he read the scripture, while he read the law of God. That's a, that's a biblical uh, example. There's biblical basis for that. And that's what I want to preach about this morning, the biblical basis of our life. The biblical basis of our church, the biblical basis of our families, the biblical basis of how we live our lives day in and day out and from now through eternity. So I want to take these two verses and use them as a springboard as we look at having Bible for everything in our life. If you're there in verse number 3, 1 Corinthians 15, say amen. For I delivered, this is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, which is a, in the area of Greece. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, notice these words, according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. I want to read those verses one more time just to have it settle in your heart. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Let's pray just for a moment. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this opportunity to stand here and preach this morning, to fulfill the calling that you've put on my life, God, to, to uh, live out the mandate, Father, that you've put within my heart to proclaim what thus saith the Lord. And I pray right now as we dive into the Scriptures, Lord, that we would rightly divide it, God, according to the leading of your Spirit. I pray, dear Lord, for the church this morning. I pray for those who are sitting here and that are hurting inside, those with hearts broken, God, that you'd be their healer, those who are of questions, dear God, that you'd be their answer. Those who are on the verge of commitment, Lord, that you'd be their challenge. Oh, God, that one that's lost this morning, this one heartbeat away from hell. Oh, God, I pray that you'd be their conviction, to God, today to bring them into a place of salvation. Help me now, dear Lord. Fill me with your spirit. Remove me from the way, God. Get me out of the way, Lord, where the arm of flesh would fail me. And fill me with your spirit. Give me unction and power and liberty and courage to preach what you'd have me to today. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated this scriptures, the Holy Bible, this book that we hold in our hand, this King James Bible, is the guide for our life. Everything about our life is according to the scripture. Now in this political season I'll say this and I'll shut up about politics because I don't preach on politics, but there's many in our world today in America who are hung up on the Constitution. I thank God for the Constitution. I thank God for what it, the liberties it gives us as citizens of this country. But I'm here to tell you, there's a document that's more founded than our Constitution. There's a document that's more accurate than our Constitution. There's a document that gives us more freedom than the Constitution. There's a document that gives us more liberty than the Constitution of the United States of America. God bless your heart, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. The Bible supersedes the Constitution. 
But the scriptures give us the guide for our life. I want you to see that Paul said these things about Jesus' life, his virgin birth, his sinless life, his burial according to prophecy, and his resurrection under his own power were all done according to the scriptures. It's by what the Bible has said that Jesus alive, lived, died, died for us and rose again and sits at the right hand of the Father according to the Scriptures. Now I want to say this about the Scriptures this morning. It's powerful in creation. It's powerful in creation. You can write these Scriptures down and see them later if you want to. You can turn if you've got the fast fingers. Genesis chapter 1 nine times God said these words. The, the Bible says these words God said. Nine times in Scripture in there in chapter number 1 of Genesis. God said in verse number 3 and there was light. God said in verse number 6 and he separated the firmament of the water and the vapor of the clouds of the atmosphere and the air. He said in verse number 9 God said and the dry ground appeared separated from the waters. Verse 11 God said and the grass and every uh, amount of foliage on the earth appeared. God said in verse number 14 and the lights of the firmament appeared in the heavens. God said in verse number 20 and the fish and fowl were full Say, say amen right there, hunters. He said, the fish and the fowl come forth. I'm glad of that this morning. He said in verse number 24, God said, and the animals and every creeping thing came to be. In verse number 26, God said, let us make man in our image. You are the image of God because God said so. Verse number 28, God said, be fruitful and multiply. God said in verse number 29, he gave man dominion over the creation. Nine times God said, and not once put on a welding helmet, not once slept on a pair of gloves, not once put on knee pads or steel-toed boots. He didn't have to do a single thing or lift a single finger, but through the power of his word. Creation came into being. It's a powerful word in creation. It's a powerful word. It says in Hebrews 11, uh, verse number 3, said, Through faith we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. He says in Psalms chapter 139 and verse number 14, the psalmist says, For I, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Let me just tell you, if you're wondering this morning, you were no accident. Some families have several baby, you know, several children, and they got what they call that oops baby. That, that little Christmas present from the Lord. Hey, no accidents with God. No accidents with God. Our very created being is because of the power of God's Word. Now we see it in creation. We see it in its inspiration. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says this. It says, all Scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine. And that tells me what is right. For reproof and correction, that tells me how to get right. And for instruction in righteousness, that tells me how to stay right. The, 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 the basis of the character of our life is because of the inspiration of God's words. Now let's look at that word inspiration. When we uh, CPR, everybody know what CPR stands for? Whew, if I pass out, call an ambulance. <laughs> Cardiopulmonary resuscitation. When you're put on a respirator in the hospital, it's breathing for you. <sighs> a breathing machine. How many of you use a CPAP? One of those breathing machines. Praise God for a CPAP. Man, I strap that little baby on and I'm out. I mean, you know, I'm like Lazarus in the tomb, man. I bet I'm dead. 
But a respiration is that breathing in and out. That spire, that part of that word is, is the basis of where we get respiration. Inspiration. That word, when he said all scripture is given by inspiration, that means God into man breathed the words that became our Bible. Paul didn't just come up with all this out of his brilliant mind. Matthew, the tax collector, didn't just come up with all this out of his uh, mathematical knowledge, his writings. David, in his poetry, did not just have a creative mind, but every word that is in that Bible is inspired by God. Every single word of it, every participle, every punctuation, every part of that word of God is inspired by God. He was directed, we'll see later that he directed men to do so. It is inspired by the word of God. So it is a word that is powerful in its inspiration. I want you to know that this is a word that is powerful in its distinction. In the book of Psalms, in chapter number 33, verse 4, the psalmist says, For the word of the Lord is right. It's right. You ever know somebody that thought they were right all the time? Even when they were wrong, they were still right? You might think you're right, but you're not always right. I'm not always right. Just ask my wife. I'm not always right, and you're not always right. But there's one thing that's always right, and it's the Word of God. The Word of God in this distinction has been designated by God that it is right. In the book of Proverbs, in, verse, in chapter 30, verse 5, it says, Every word of God is true. There's not one falsehood in this Bible. There's not any tricks in this Bible, boys. Hey, look at me. This Bible right here is absolute truth. Don't believe the evolutionists that say 400 bazillion gazillion years ago that some slime appeared outside of a little cosmic blip in the universe and that sunlight caused two freckles on its back that turned into eyes and now you're standing here as a human. I ain't got that much faith. But I've got faith in when it said, Thus saith the Lord. Amen! When I look at us as a created being, if you just look at the eyeball, the intricacy of your eyes, so that things that are around you can appear to you, be processed through light and flipped over in your brain, and you can, you can discern images by evolution? Are you crazy? And he said, thy word is pure. Thy word is true. His word is a distinguished because of its truth, because of its purity. Notice this, in John chapter 17, verse 17, the New Testament, uh, Jesus is praying unto the Father for us, us, and he says in those red letters, he says, Thy word, Father, thy word is truth. It is distinguished. It is, it is powerful in its distinction. It's powerful in its duration. It's powerful in its duration. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, it says, The grass withers and the flower fadeth, but the word of the God shall stand forever. Amen. Countries and empires have risen and fallen. And America was born one day, but she'll probably die before too long. But the word of God will stand when this world is on fire. Amen. Thy word Amen. is established forever. Let God be true and every man alive. God's word endures. God's word in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 it says, For I am the Lord and I change not. He doesn't change and his words don't change. It's, a, it's distinguishing his power by its duration. I want you to know this this quickly. I want to get to the meat of the message. It's powerful in its interpretation. And it's important in its interpretation. 
Go over, I want you to turn over to this one, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. This is important to know. A lot of new Christians. How many of you have been saved less than five years? Raise your hand if you've been saved. Praise God. Saved less than five years. Hey, there's, there, there may be a lot of things that you don't understand, and there may be a lot of new things when it comes to the Bible. Here's one thing you need to know. Look at that word in, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Knowing this first, he says, Peter says this, hey, let's get this established right off the top. First thing on the agenda, no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. See, this is what makes me sad about the denominational segmentation of the church. This is what I don't like to hear. Well, that's good for y'all and everything. No, if it's in the Bible, it's good for everybody. Well, we just don't believe that way. Well, then you better believe what the Bible says. Well, we just believe different than y'all. Uh-uh. It's not that. You better believe what thus saith the Lord. You don't get to choose what the Bible says and means to you that means something else to somebody else. It's of no private interpretation. This ain't Burger King religion. You can't have it your way. We don't need it that way. We need Wendy's religion, old-fashioned, hot and juicy. We need it right. I stole that. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> but here's the thing. People interpret and they twist and they use and they find a single verse of the Bible to suit their situation. Yep. Preachers who've preached for decades on things and against things and for things and against things. Yep. They'll preach on homosexuality, nail it to the wall until their boy comes up sissy. Hey, I'm here to preach this morning. Yep. I ain't here to, to pat you, tell you everything's going to be all. Preachers for decades who preach that the abomination of homosexuality is in the Bible that way until their girl comes up with a butch haircut. Yep. Bless me, Lord, is right. This here is scary. Yep. Come on, until there, something happens in their life. Uh-uh. It says what it says. Yes, it says what it says. The Pentecostal friends who speak in tongues, they forget that last part of that verse in Acts chapter 2 when it said every man heard in their own language. Nowhere in the New Testament is there an unintelligible tongue. It's not in the Bible. Our prayer is that the Word of God has done a work in you today. For more information on the ministry of evangelist Adam Borden, Go to evangelistadamborden.com, spelled B-O-R-D-E-N, and click on the contact page, or you can call 615-785-5682. Join us next time as we find riches from the pages of God's Word with Evangelist Adam Borden.